Hi, this is Alexander Vitkin, and I'm here with Omar, who runs a creative agency. So he helps companies that are six, seven, and sometimes eight figures tackle their messaging, positioning, and he helps them build a premium brand that doesn't just compete on price, which is what most companies do. So he's basically helping people set up high-ticket offers through their branding and positioning, and that allows them to sell services and products that are not a commodity, right? So welcome, Omar. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for having me. What are some good news from your business over the past six to 12 months? Why should people listen to you? It has been a journey of evolution, like coming into this whole game of branding at first, like I was, mm. you know, tackling design parts, like, and, you know, like this is how a whole person gets into the creative agencies because you have mm. something that you, you are a creative person, you are interested in design or perhaps you have some kind of a video animation skills or something like that. And you decide that you're gonna go into this type of business, a creative agency. And then what you realize is that once you start, you kind of, you're tackling a lot of, you know, like little aspects. Maybe you start with freelancing, you know, and this is, this is how it started for me. The whole journey was, is that I went into it from a freelancing perspective and I was constantly working on developing my skills. But then as, you know, like as I continued to grow and looking for mentors, joining BMI, I kind mm -hmm. of learned about more skills. I learned about marketing. I learned about copywriting. And these skills help you to elevate your standards and your skill level mm -hmm. in the service that you're offering. And what happened was that I was able to shift from just being a freelancer into an agency that tackles bigger problems, right? Because not mm -hmm. every designer is going to be able to sit with businesses and consult them on branding issues. Like not every designer is going to go in and say, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you are competing with other businesses uh, based on, you know, like pricing and now we need to change your positioning and things like that. A lot of designers, they are operating from, if you want to say, like an order-taking type of, uh, of mindset rather than sitting with a business owner and helping them tackle a real issue or a real challenge mm -hmm. in their business. Throughout this journey, when I was developing my skills, now I understood that I could offer more than just design. And now, for example, I consult businesses solving a lot of their mm -hmm. inner branding issues. And sometimes when it comes to branding, it could be an external problem as in, you know, like you have your identity or your product positioning is not well taken care of, but then it could be also an inner culture. And that happens with a lot of big businesses is, is that, you know, like you could acquire a new business and now the whole team is not standing for the same message. You do not have the same values. And I could come in and say, all right, let's tackle, let's take a look at your your values as a brand, what is it that you stand for? And what is it that you want your team to stand for as well? It was a journey of learning. I freelanced in this for about maybe four years. And then I started like getting more mentors in the world of branding, joining BMI, learning about marketing, learning about copywriting, learning about sales. So now when I sit with a business owner, I'm not just taking a look at design, right? Like I'm taking a look mm -hmm. at other things because I do have an understanding of all these other skills. Now I can take a look at someone's copywriting and say, oh, you know what? Like your copy on the website or, or on your sales funnel is not really, first of all, it doesn't have a personality. It does not reflect what, you know, like the, the quality of the product and things like that. So I have a much more or a wider vision to sit with a business and tell them like their, their problems and branding. So for right. me, it was a, a process of evolution. For your business, how well is your business doing now? My business right now, you know, it's, it's doing great. Like we are lending uh, bigger clients. Uh, at first, you know, a lot of startups 
but now we while still we get like more startups as well but now we are attracting more like six figure seven figure and even eight figure and i had the opportunity to speak like to fortune 500 companies as well with time so in terms of the businesses that i work with the quality keeps going higher and higher so what has allowed your clients or what has allowed companies that you work with to improve their branding like what has allowed them to charge more money instead of selling a commodity cheaply when it comes to branding i would say that the pricing part is only one little aspect of the whole equation right like this could be a problem for example for a six figure business but when it comes to an eight figure sometimes what they are looking for is not to make more money like there there are different sets of challenges and that's what i learned throughout the process right is that if you are a startup or if you are five figure six figure maybe you are dealing with this challenge of yes i want to make more money because you know like i want to hire more people or i want to scale etc etc for these businesses when it comes to branding particularly there are many parts that we tackle and it starts with understanding like the whole brand foundations the attributes of the brand and then we would tackle this part and project you know like we build a solid brand that has basis based on you know like these foundations as like the brand's voice the brand's personality the brand's values and then re reflect that professionally outside like it could be in the, um, in the identity in the copywriting in the sales funnel and this helps to project a much higher professional quality to what they are offering rather than having for example a website that looks horrible that is very bad the user experience is horrible maybe the website does not match with the sales funnel maybe the colors are not coherent and what happens with these type of businesses is that mm. it's very hard to build trust and credibility with with their audience right if you are trying to buy something from a business and through every touch point you go through you realize that it's not coherent the print messaging and personality on the website is not like the same on the facebook or something like that you sense that there is something like you don't have this level of trust and what I particularly, or if we want to take a look at what branding does in particular, is we are dealing with confidence. We are dealing with trust, right? And you cannot like measure confidence or you cannot measure trust, but you can feel it. Whenever you are in touch with a business, you can say, ah, like this business is a professional. They do have a high standard. They do take care of every little part throughout my customer journey. Unlike maybe other businesses, you go to their website everything is not consistent not coherent They're like i i'm not sure like this business is solid this helps in in the process of making them more money if we if we are focusing on this part of branding but for other businesses if it's like a seven figure or eight figure sometimes it's just that there are some kind of inner problems like they are hiring a new developing team or they are hiring a new marketing team and they want them to to stay consistent in their new campaigns right and how can you tell them to stay consistent in a new campaign you would have to go to a branding expert to help you define the values of the brand so that when they are communicating with their marketing experts or new team members then they can keep everything that's going to go out to the consumer to keep it consistent it varies like branding is not just only about making businesses more money this is part mm -hmm. of it but sometimes it deals with other other challenges as well in in a business what have you learned in the mastermind so when you joined what were you doing back then it's really funny because the way that i joined the mastermind i was coming from this freelancer mode right like i was consistently already making 2k per month when i first joined and um you know i was i was still small and i was thinking like i literally remember how i joined the mastermind was 
I was reading the book by uh, Brian Tracy, No Excuses, and I was thinking, okay, how can I take my, my whole life into a whole new level? Like I had like set my goals for like 5K, 10K, 15K, and I was thinking, how can I achieve these goals? So I, I thought, okay, I need to look for masterminds. And then there was another member who said, you know what, like I'm in this mastermind, BMI, and I created this, you know, like I had this big sale. I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Like I have this written down on my task list, like join a mastermind to help me to get to the next level, right? And uh, he introduced me to you. So we got on a call. I entered the mastermind and my first goal was like 5K. That was like the dream at first, right? I was like, mm. if I can only do 5K, like, man, I would change my whole life, right? I joined a mastermind and to be honest, I learned a lot of things. Like it's almost like everything that I didn't know about business like I learned it in BMI, right? When I first joined, I literally had no understanding what is lead generation or what is like prospecting. And I don't know what, like I was kind of a order taking freelancer, right? I was, I didn't have any business mindset. I didn't have an understanding of how business works. For me, it was just, you know, work, make money. Like literally even when I was a freelancer, I had days where I couldn't go to sleep because I just was like taking orders and trying to make things work and things like that. And when I joined BMI, I was learning about sales, lead generation, marketing, copywriting. I'm like learning about so many different parts in a business that helped me to see what are my next steps. Because I think a major challenge when it comes for, let's say, a small business owner to scaling their business, I think that there is a lot of knowledge and the, the, the guidance is not there. And mm. this is very, very hard. Like, I didn't know what is lead generation, literally. Like, I'm not even like joking. Yeah. And when I joined, I was like, okay, what, what is this thing? Like lead generation, I don't know what, and things like that. And I got into it. And, and now I started to see like a process coming out of that. And I started taking myself out of design mode because, you know, like I still enjoy design, but I, mm -hmm. I, I want to scale my business. I don't want to be like a designer and having like these freelance days where I'm sitting or, you know, like I spend the whole day not sleeping or something like that in order to produce work. I don't want that anymore. That was like a period of my life that I'm over with. I was learning everything from BMI, lead generation, sales. I think that was also huge uh, to understand like how to speak to, to prospects and to speak to several business owners. A funny fact is that a couple of, of days ago, I was following up with older clients and I was taking a look at how many clients I had booked throughout, you know, since I joined BMI. And I literally had about something between like 600 to 700 phone calls with business owners with yeah. like just sales calls. And I think mm -hmm. like if you're going to go through 600, 700 legit business calls and we're not talking like like a short five minute like hello you know or something like that we're talking about like at least 45 to one hour of phone call you're gonna learn something right first bmi provi like provided like we started with the seven step you remember like the seven step process yeah. Yeah, i was hammering on this process like all the time and I, to be honest i still do as well when i get on a phone call i have like my whole sheet i sit down and i like to to understand where i am in the process because you are a creative or if you are a small business owner and yeah. you are just starting out with sales you cannot you cannot wing it like you have to understand that like there is like a one, two, three step process. And you got to understand where are you in the process? Because yeah. if you're, if you're not doing that, you're literally wasting your time. You've got to understand where you are. You got to understand 
which part of the process you got to improve on and things like that. And mm -hmm. then something else that comes with the mastermind is the ability to practice with other members. You are networking with everyone. If you have a challenge you get, for example, on Timmy's call, you say, hey, listen, mm -hmm. step number two or step number three, I have a problem with that. Can you help me with that? Sometimes you can get along with other mem members, do a mock-up call or something. And, and you know, like you, you practice your sales mm -hmm. process. So many things that, I mean, everything business related, especially coming from a freelance background, I learned this, like the main foundations, what is it like the, the, the main points or the main, the, the super solid foundations that you need to stay consistent with regardless of the so many tasks you have on your, on your list you know exactly what you need to stay focused on. Like, it's not going to be like project management. It's not going to be like doing some weird stuff or something like that. You got to understand, man. Like, you got to hammer it down to like lead generation, sales. And of course, improve your skills in other areas, you know? And what would you recommend to guys who run, who are freelance creative guys who don't want to be freelance creative guys anymore or who want to scale to like build like a big business or want to travel the world and uh, be entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Like, what would you advise those guys? Because obviously some of them, they want the low level responsibility and just be creative, which is fine, right? But what about the guys who want to be entrepreneurs and want to build like a big business and stuff like that? What would you advise those guys? The first thing that I would advise a person who wants to, uh, to step into entrepreneur mode i would yeah, tell them like person, yeah. right right so first thing that they would have to deal with and, and understand is of course no more hands-on in the project like no more don't design regardless of what like yeah you gotta you gotta start to find talent who are better than you and you have to deal with it as a designer put your ego on the side i love design and designing but i know there are people who are even more awesome than me and i'm fine with that i, I want to hire mm. those guys right so that's the first thing you gotta deal with once you deal with that then you gotta start to find your your blueprint of how to scale right you gotta yeah. you gotta understand what are going to be your next steps you gotta find you know, start scaling in terms of find new designers. You got to hammer down on your sales process. You got to start to look into your business as a machine and rather than you are doing every single thing on your own. And apart to get this blueprint, if you don't have the idea how to scale your creative freelancing business, then you would need to at least join a community who are doing that to give you a blueprint, to give you a direction into what are going to be your next steps. But again, it goes back to the very first step. You got to understand that enough putting your hands in the projects just stop mm. with that you're, you're not gonna go anywhere because i dealt with that and but yeah again like you can you can do the creative stuff but maybe you don't have to do it for business purposes anymore and also you will have the experience to really guide other designers and to guide other team members once you start hiding and scaling you can use mm. all your knowledge that you have in this area it's gonna really help you in hiring people under understanding who has the right qualities or the right skills for them to work with you you're gonna have this mm. solid knowledge right stop putting your hands in the project find a blueprint and start scaling getting yourself outside a little bit bit by bit who shouldn't like which types of creative people should not get into business because certainly did a lot of those so who should not get into business you should not get into business first of all like man i would say even beyond like skills or anything it's mindset to be honest mm. like it is all mindset because you gotta understand like that the journey is not like oh like now i have a business and everything's gonna be like whoo i'm gonna like create a super solid business and 
you know, there are going to be ups and downs and you got to be like super solid with your emotional part, right? You got to understand, mm. you got to get your mindset super solid. Focus on the data. Creative people sometimes, not all of them, sometimes in a business setting, don't focus on the data in terms of this is my revenue, this is my profit, and here's how it's been growing or not growing. That's something that people need to learn. Everyone needs to look at the numbers. There's just no way avoiding it because otherwise you don't know what's happening and it's a business so no one's going to look at it for you no accountant no one's going to look at it for you if you don't do it so and yeah. if they do then you still need to understand it because you need to make decisions based on it right like so so you still need to do it period right i mean data is of course like it's super important but again like to be honest i feel like everything data related could be acquired could be learned with time mm-hmm. if a creative person like the type of creative person who cannot do a business is a person who is emotionally unstable if they don't have this part hammered down if you are not like solid you know like if you're scared about everything all the time you know mm-hmm. like you, you got to have like strong confidence in yourself that you can make stuff that it, because again it, it goes up and down so mindset needs to be hammered second mm-hmm. second thing is you got to understand you got to you've got to to put your ego on the side and stop being creative inside your business if you just want to keep creating all the time and if all what you're doing is maybe enhancing or taking courses in design, maybe business is not going to be for you because you got to look in other directions. You got to learn about like sales. You got to learn about copywriting. You got to learn about more high income, valuable skills along the way. And you got to understand that design, there's always going to be someone good in design. But in terms of, Mm. for example, strategy thinking to sit with a business owner and to look at their marketing and understand what's happening in their market, that is a skill. And you got to push, you got to, you got to take courses in, in like these areas. It's not only just about design. Creative is cool, but you've got to expand more than that. And plus, you can find always a great designer. You can give them like the courses. You can give them the education they want to be better and to produce better quality for your business. But for yourself as a business owner, you got to stop with, with just being super creative all the time. Yeah. To, to create things, you got to step out of that. If you cannot do that, it's going to be really hard for you to get into business. Yeah, follow working business model. We, ha- we have a BMI working business model. That's one example. Oh, yeah. Just follow oh. that. Follow some other one, but you know, preferably follow that one because it actually works. Build it to six figures, and then you can be very creative scaling it and whatever. And while doing it, you can also be creative, just in a different way, just channeling that energy somewhere else. And then you can have the creative part of the process as a hobby so that doesn't mean you need to deliver on deadlines every single day and all that stuff you just have it as a hobby because you're still involved and maybe you do a little bit yourself but just as a hobby just to like get better just to learn from all these people you're learning from you're working with rather exactly and as you mentioned to be honest as well what you learned what you learn is that because in our culture we believe that being creative is, is all it comes down to mm-hmm. art and and of course like the the more visual things get the more you can say oh this is like super creative like this guy is splashing colors and i don't know what that looks like a creative <laughs> person Right. But even, yeah. even sometimes, you know, like you can be like a creative person or working in a creative industry, but you're still not creative. Uh, for example, like, you know, like the mass production of paintings in China or something like that. Like they copy stuff, like you give them uh, like a whole, you know, image and they keep painting the same thing over and over again, which is not creative. And what you said is that you could be creative with the processes. It's creative yeah. thinking that matters. You could still be creative in different parts of the business in scaling your business or in kind of the processes of how systems interact together. 
there could be, you know, you could bring your creativity to other parts than just the design and the drawing part of it, which I believe as well, like these could be hobby stuff. You don't have to pressure yourself just designing for clients all the time. I, I don't yeah. do that. Like I, like I still like drawing and I could sit down and draw, but I wouldn't sell, yeah. like I, I want to make a business out of that. It's just for me because I love it, right? Um, Unless you maybe once per year, you get one client that uh, you can have full freedom in delivering, right? So maybe then it could actually be worth it just doing one project yourself. But that mm. that's really not the focus of the business, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very possible, yeah. Anyway, well, good, good insights. Thank you very much, Omar. Very nice seeing your growth throughout the uh, last year. Uh, very, very impressive. And your business is doing really well right now as well. So, and good to hear your clients are doing well as well. Thank you. So thanks for sharing all that. Sure, Alex, no problem.